Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Alrighty, what is going on, everybody? Uh, Nathan King here and Mark Murphy from Auburn Undercover inside the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Mark and I are here in Tampa in the bowels of Amelie Arena. Um, we'll be in Tampa for that much longer uh, because Auburn was bounced from the SEC tournament today, obviously, um, losing their first game to Texas A&M 67-262. Um, Mark, I think you know a lot of people were looking ahead to maybe a matchup tomorrow with a team like Arkansas. Texas A&M was hot, but, you know, Auburn won that game by 17 in Auburn Arena um, earlier this season. And the conversation leading up to this one was, look, if you just play somewhat similar, they shot three of 25 from three in that game. They didn't shoot well from three there either. If you play, you know, decent on offense, you probably got a pretty good chance to win. The first half, they did not play anywhere near decent on offense, and it, it turned out to be too big of a hole for them to come back from. Yeah, Auburn hit six of 37 shots in the first half, Nathan, and that's not even good enough to uh, – to beat anybody, and uh, you know, they certainly ruined their number one seed. I think for the NCAA tournament, um, you know, they made the run to the Final Four. It was on the, you know, on the back of a great performance at the SEC tournament up in Nashville in 2019, where they won that thing, beat Tennessee by 20 in the finals, and beat some good teams before they played Tennessee. And uh, I'll give Texas A&M credit; they played very well. They took the fight to Auburn from the start, and they, they shot well. They didn't shoot great, but they shot well. But, you know, when they were building the lead, they were shooting great. I think they were at 57% one point when I checked when they got that lead up to uh, 13 or 14 in the first half. And, uh, you know, Auburn just in the second half shot a lot better. But, uh, I mean, Texas A&M finished 8 to 16 from three-point. And Auburn's three-point numbers were pretty horrendous for the game. So, uh, you know. They made 9 of 36, and that's just not going to get it done. Yeah. We're getting a Paul Stevenson here. Welcome to our Facebook audience, by the way. This will also, of course, be in podcast form. Um, but AM had a great game plan. It, it, it certainly turned out that way um, because Auburn couldn't make open shots. That's looking at the press conference room right there. That's what Wendell Green said. That's what Bruce Pearl said. Um, they shot 3 of 20 from deep in the first half. Um, and Wendell said that, you know, Buzz Williams was giving them an opportunity to trust each other and move the ball around um, on the perimeter. Their ball movement was fine. It, this this offensive performance was not like some of the other ones recently for Auburn where they were just struggling. The ball was sticking on the perimeter. Um, it really didn't happen that way. Guys just weren't able to make open shots. And I think, you know, highlighting that issue was KD Johnson. He was 0 of 14 from the field and 0 of 6 from three. Yeah, KD... You know, took the ball to the basket some, and there was a lot of contact, and they let it go. And, uh, you know, you just have to adjust to how the game's being played. And um, he just wasn't able to finish through all that contact. And normally he goes to the foul line and gets going when he's off to a slow start offensively. But, uh, boy, 0-14 is brutal, and it sort of points to the, the uh, Achilles heel for this team, which, you know, is something I thought about 
we talked about even back in preseason, they need another guard. There was a reason they tried to bring Desi Seals in as a transfer from Arkansas, a guy who's a really good SEC proven scorer and another three point shooter. So, uh, you know, they get in a situation like this. Got one of your guards just playing really poorly. You're playing a team that's playing a four guard offense. It just didn't work out for them today, Nathan. Yeah, you look at some of the shooting numbers here. Um, Jabari Smith led Auburn with 17 points. Walker Kessler wasn't far behind. He was five of five from the field in the second half. Um, Wendell Green Jr., four or five from deep in the second half. He, I mean, he willed Auburn back into this thing um, all by himself. Not a single one of those three-pointers was an uncontested look, but he still got all of them to go down. Um, maybe that's a good sign for him moving forward. He had, he had you know, kind of struggled with some of those, had some bad shooting performances recently. But, Mark, before tip, I mean, it, it was apparent this was a – Buzz Williams called it in an Auburn home crowd. Um, it was you know, 90-10, 80-20, something like that, just a t- between the Auburn and A&M fans. Um, and just any time in this game that Auburn made a couple shots, maybe with the exception of – it was a 12-2 run at the end of the game, maybe with the exception of that, Every time, this was just a, 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 a XX and AM team that had t- tons of fight. Um, every time Auburn was able to punch and get some momentum in this game and get their crowd back into it, whether it was a block, whether it was a three-pointer, AM shot uh, eight of sixteen. Yeah, eight of sixteen from deep. In this game, they're normally they're in the two hundreds normally um, in terms of national, uh, you know, where they sit nationally for three-point shooting. Whether it's a three-pointer, a block, that dunk by uh, by Quentin. Why am I blanking on his name? Quentin Jackson um, at the end of the game. They always had a response, and Auburn, other than that one run, really wasn't able to gather a lot of momentum in this game. You know, Tyrese Radford just went crazy. Uh, he's not a guy that you expect to have a big game. He was 5 of 6, three point shooting. I think 7 11 for the game. We finished with 19 points. And, uh, you know, I think he was the MVP of the game. And Quentin Jackson played well. And so did a couple other guys. But, Henry Coleman, 16 points, and nine rebounds. He was really tough. But, I mean, Radford's the guy who built the big lead. He hit those three-pointers from the corner just almost every time. It seemed Auburn was getting ready to get some momentum. He'd answer right away with a three-pointer. So, uh, disappointing performance for the Tigers, Nathan. Uh, uh, They've got to get some things solved. You know, even late in the season when they won those last two games, Still didn't think they were operating peak efficiency offensively. And, uh, boy, the day was probably the worst offensive game of the entire year. Yeah, yeah. When you look at it, you know, not even talking about percentages or anything like that, but just the fact that you couldn't get anything to go um, from the perimeter. You know, Auburn maybe had thought a lot of Auburn fans were talking about avoiding Colin Castleton, not having to play him. He had been a guy that had gone up really well against Walker Kessler this season. Um, Coleman was great. I mean, he went right at Kessler a bunch of times. I think Kessler had two or three blocks on him, but still um, shot better than 50%, 50% from the field, 16 points, a double-double with uh, 10 rebounds as well. So a great game for Texas A&M all around, really good game for them. They played Auburn exactly as you need to, and they've got an opportunity now with a game against – I haven't even been paying attention to Ar- Arkansas one over LSU, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've been we've been sitting here, to, uh, you know, obviously working on this game, so if anybody in the comments wants to tell us – whether uh, whether Arkansas beat LSU, I think they did. Um, but Mark, you know, looking ahead now, Selection Sunday, um, just a couple days away. Obviously, Auburn would rather do something here and watch the watch the reveal here. But they, you know, unfortunately for them, will be back in Auburn watching it there. It really seems like now, like you mentioned, because of the yeah, Arkansas won. We're getting comments. So that's good. Um, 
it really seems like now, you know, you had those three teams that were vying for that last spot, Kentucky, Kansas, and Auburn. seems like, you know, Kentucky obviously has a good chance to, to make a, a good run here. Kansas, Baylor is out of the Big 12 title now, is out of that conference tournament, so Kansas has a good chance there. really seems like, you know, the one thing Auburn couldn't do here to stay on the one line was going to be to go one and done. Seems like they have a good opportunity now to, to probably just be just be a two seed. They were projected as a one seed all season. Um, but heading into next weekend's game, uh, Mark Bruce Pearl was saying, you know, he he's expecting teams to play them pretty similarly, give them opportunities on the perimeter, um, and kind of copy Texas A&M's blueprint on defense. So Auburn's got to start getting those uh, those shots to fall. Otherwise, it's not going to matter who they play next weekend. They're you know they're going to struggle offensively if they can't turn it around. Yeah, if I was uh, playing Auburn. I would definitely think about playing at least three guards and pack my defense in and just make them prove they can hit three-point shots. And even if Auburn hit two or three in a row early in the first half, I wouldn't necessarily abandon that strategy. Yeah. Mark, we'll, one more, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Um, wanted to just talk about a comment that popped up here on our Facebook, um, just adjusting and getting better next week um and obviously you know auburn's got a a lot of time to rest now before that first game you're probably still looking at greenville unless somebody like a tennessee but we'll see maybe tennessee could come up and take that spot with duke and greenville as a two seat you never know what'll happen um but for that first game auburn's first opponent shouldn't be a world beater but still auburn's got a lot of adjustments to make offensively what are you going to be looking for now obviously you know we're going to learn on sunday who auburn's playing um, we're going to talk about that matchup a lot over the course of the next week until that game starts. Um, but just after seeing you know the way that team played on offense there, Bruce Pearl pointed it out, guys not named Wendell Green or Jabari Smith shot 6% from deep in this game. Just what kind of adjustments will you be looking for um, from Auburn now heading, heading into the NCAA tournament where obviously they're hoping to make some noise and, and make another deep run? Yeah, I don't know what they can really do. Um, you know, they played, played the bench a bit in- Nobody really came in other than Wendell Green and, and did a whole lot. Uh, you know, Bruce Pearl says they're at their best when they've got nine or ten guys contributing. Really, basically, in this game, they had two guys who played well. That's about it. And, uh, that's not going to be good enough. Uh, you know, what really stands out to me about this game is I've been to all the SEC tournaments since the thing was renewed. And this is by far the best turnout of Auburn fans I remember for a game outside of Birmingham. Um, you know, one, of, one of the tournaments up there was Sonny Smith in Birmingham. There was a ton of Auburn folks there. But uh, for one, they had to travel. Uh, fabulous turnout of Auburn fans. And, you know, Bruce Pearl said it afterwards. Um, it's disappointing uh, for the fan base. They spent a lot of time and money and effort to get down here to support the team. They really like this team. And, you know, I imagine a lot of people will be going to wherever they play in the NCAA tournament first round. And, uh, you know, those people would like to see the Tigers actually play their game and see how good they can be. Because, you know, if they play really well, like we've seen the majority of the season, they're going to be fun to watch in postseason days. Yeah, you know, certainly. I think Auburn fans have been talking a lot, assuming it's going to be Greenville. Um, over the past month, month and a half, people have been talking about making that trip and buying up those tickets and hotels and stuff like that. So should be a good turnout for them, like you said, um, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, wherever they end up. So Auburn's just got to make sure they take advantage of that, because like we talked about earlier, they had the opportunity to make this a home crowd type of game. 
Um, but Texas A&M fought through that and was able to keep down their momentum. So Auburn drops its first and only game in the SEC tournament here in Tampa to Texas A&M 67-262. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, everybody watching the live stream, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Real quick for this recap to our podcast listeners, thank you guys so much um, for listening. Please give us a five-star review, and we will catch you guys later this week previewing Auburn's spring football starts on Monday. Yeah, football season, uh, football spring season is about to get started up, so we'll have a lot more to talk about in the upcoming days with you all. So be, uh, be sure to check out AuburnUndercover.com inside the Auburn Tigers. We'll catch you.